0: Welcome to The Howler, your look at the state of Wolfpack Athletics.
1: Now here are your hosts, Ethan Barry and Thomas Overton.
0: Welcome back, another, another week, another edition of The Howler, Ethan Barry and Thomas Overton alongside you once again. Thomas, how's it going? We haven't had school in like a week.
1: I know, it's great to be back outside. Class started today and it actually felt really good to get out of the house, so excited.
0: Yeah, same, and uh, we're happy to be joined by Alex Sawyer uh, from The Technician. Alec, how's it going?
2: Good, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, Alec does a lot of different things. Uh, assistant sports editor, I know that, and soccer beat, is that it?
2: Yeah, um, we'll be taking men's basketball over later in the year, but for right now, okay. a lot of soccer.
0: And some hockey too, right, with the Canes, yep, yep. yeah. And uh, you're on the podcast over there, or?
2: Yeah, yeah, we were on a First in Tech podcast over there, so I'm one of the co-hosts for that, so we do that weekly okay. as well of all of our online yeah. content.
0: Yep, yeah, with uh, Andrew Schnitker, I believe. Um, we're having Alec on this week talk about soccer. He's the soccer beat writer, so that's what we're going to do. Um, we'll probably get into a little football later. Um, NC State didn't play this last week. So, in the meantime, we'll talk about soccer. Should we start with men's or women's? Uh,
2: let's start with men's.
0: Men's, okay. Well the men's team is 5 5 and 1. 5 and 1. Uh the one loss came at the hands of of Wake Forest. Did you watch that game or did you go?
2: I didn't go. I watched a little bit of it. I mean that's a Wake Forest team yeah. that number 1 in the country made the college cup last year. It was a 3-0 game, but there's really no shame in losing to Wake Forest especially on the road. That's one of the best teams in the country.
0: Yeah, no. And and I watched that game and I don't watch many soccer games. Obviously that was the first one I would watched online that I hadn't been to. And Wake Forest was just a little too good for NC State. Um, But I think some of that could be attributed to Manny Perez not being there.
2: Yeah, NC State went into that without their best player. Manny Perez got called up to the U-22 national team for that weekend. So he went and played two games with the USA. So he wasn't with NC State for that trip to Wake Forest. And when you go play a team that good and you have to do it on the road and then you lose your best player, the guy who kind of Provides all the offense and makes everything happen when NC State has the ball to lose him going to that matchup. I'm that does set NC State back starting the game off.
0: Yeah, and that's not something that's gonna hurt you in the polls or anything like that. I mean like imagine imagine going into um I don't know, like Clemson without Ryan Finley. Like how much are you gonna get dinged for losing that game, you know? Yeah, it's similar. It's I see that. Similar and like that. State
2: didn't get too much go too far down in the polls top door top drawer soccer has stayed at number six right now united soccer coaches at 18 that's really not very far back from where they were i believe they were four in the top drawer soccer one and 14 or so in the united soccer coaches so i didn't really fall back much because again losing to the number one team on the road there's no shame in that
0: well me and thomas talked about this a couple weeks ago the win over akron right right And, and that was a big win um obviously you beat the number two team in the country i mean on the road i mean that's as good as it gets really um what do you think i mean not to say that nc state didn't earn that game but do you think nc state was just underrated do you think akron was overrated what i mean
2: i think akron's a really good team and it's a team that made it pretty far in the tournament last year but nc state's seeming to be trending in that direction where they can do that last year they beat Clemson here at home I think Clemson was number four when they did that they went on the road and beat Louisville who was an early beat Louisville at home as well who's the number two or three team in the country under George Kiefer they've beaten a top five team three times and yeah. now seven tries when you had Wake Forest in but to be able to consistently compete with those best teams NC State might not be at that level yet where they're a top five team consistently but they're proving that they can compete with those teams and I think that's a really big statement for where that program's at
0: yeah and I mean a three and four record against what did you say, top five teams? Yeah, three and I mean, four that's... against
2: top five teams <laughs> in two years.
0: And and you're doing this with all freshmen and sophomores, too. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a big soccer guy, but that seems pretty good to me. I
1: mean, it sounds excellent. I'm just taking a scroll through a schedule, and it seems like State just plays a lot of tough games. I see coming up number six, Louisville, number three, UNC Chapel Hill. Clemson's also ranked, and not to mention they already played number one, Wake Forest. So they're playing tough teams, so you're obviously not going to go undefeated most likely. But it's encouraging that – what 5 and 3 4 and 3 against top 5 teams. Yeah. Like the talents there and they can do it.
0: And I mean the thing that stood out to me too in the schedule is the ACC is just ridiculous. And I'm pretty sure we talked about this last year. I don't think that I don't think there's a better sport in the I guess do you guys get what I'm trying to say yeah I
2: completely agree I was actually thinking that exact same thing I don't think if you look at college athletics there's not a tougher yeah. schedule than ACC men's yeah, soccer that's exactly there's that's no been. conference in any sport that's better than the ACC in men's soccer yeah.
0: and so George Kiefer comes in takes the job I believe he came in from UCF and uh USF USF um, and I mean to get NC State into the what did you say, top five, top six of the conference that quickly?
2: Yeah, definitely. And to get them that hit – and last year they made the NCAA tournament because they had some of those big wins. And the record was a little better than 500, but they had that Clemson win, they had that Louisville win, and they got into the NCAA tournament. And for him to come in and do that in his first year with this team, with this program that hadn't made it's it incredible. In five or six years before that, it's absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah. And they're
2: only better this year. And it's not – the team this year returns a lot of starters, but – none of its depth players are back it has 12 freshmen or 12 new players on the roster 10 of those freshmen two transfers and they're competing and they're playing really well and just i think that's a testament to how good of a head coach he is because he did that with usf he went into a program that had no real success and i think they made the tournament 13 or 14 times in his like 16 year tenure and then to come to (laughs) nc state and do it in his first year and have a team again this year that looks probably on track to make the tournament again it's absolutely incredible. Just two years in.
0: So let's talk about Kiefer for a minute. Do you think like is he somebody that NC State can keep if bigger programs come after him? Or, I mean, do you think that would happen? Like, I don't know. It's when do you think teams would start coming after him?
2: It's interesting with soccer too because he was at USF for I mean sixteen years yeah. and he was successful there. I mean, at they a mid major, right? Every year, and yeah. Multiple multiple guys going onto the MLS from that program, so you have to think that programs that come calling for him but I talked to him last year right after he got hired before he had ever coached and his big thing was being able to coach in the ACC but also the state of North Carolina where you have Wake Forest, UNC, Duke, even UNC Charlotte who has a really good program. This is for men's college, soccer, state of North Carolina as well as like Southern California those are your two hotbeds. So I think to be able to coach in this area at a school this big while the program doesn't have the name of some of those other ones I think This is a pretty big job for him. And to be in the ACC, I think it would take a lot to get him away from here.
0: I think it it reminds me of basketball, what you were just describing with the hotbed that it is. And I know a lot of people – I mean, I don't know if a lot of people is the right word, but last year some people were thinking, like, what if Kevin Keats – like, what if somebody comes after Kevin Keats? And I know Louisville Louisville had an opening after Patino retired. Uh, And so some people thought, like, well, what if Louisville comes after Kevin Keats? I don't. I just don't think like, I just don't think there's many programs that Kevin Keats would leave for, and I think that's kind of the same thing with Kiefer Thomas. You yeah, agree? I think you're
1: right. I mean, I had that same thought with Kevin Keats, just his success in his first year, and that some people might be looking to take a coach that maybe wants a what you could call a step up, maybe a program that has a little more funding, but I don't know if that's going to be found anywhere, especially outside of the ACC. With Chapel Hill and Duke right down the street and state's basketball history of two national yeah. championships. I don't think he's gonna want to go anywhere at least this soon.
0: Yeah, and it seems like it'd be the same thing with soccer. Although I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but the soccer team doesn't have the same history as the basketball team. But
2: No, it doesn't, but it has a better history than I think people realize. Yeah. There was a time during the eighties George Tarantino was the head coach here where N C State was competing, no national championships obviously, but a year they made the college cup, a few years where they competed In the ACC they were I mean a really good team and it just kind of fell off and it went away and for 20 years NC State was fairly irrelevant on the men's soccer side but there is some history way back but to be in the ACC I think there's just a few programs that could even potentially take away if you're not if it if it's not like Stanford you're not gonna leave the ACC for soccer
0: yeah well like USC UCLA maybe something like that Well, let's let's wrap it up with men's soccer. Just give me what do you think happens this season? Like, is this a a tournament team? Uh, is this a team that can make a run? Where do they stand in the ACC?
2: I think it's definitely a tournament team. You already have one big win at Akron, and you have some potential for other. You have UNC and Louisville, who are probably your two toughest teams you have left. You have both of them at home. You have to go on the road at Clemson. But this is a team that probably picks up five or six wins in the ACC. Maybe an ACC tournament win, which they didn't get last year, and they still made the tournament. So I think it's definitely a tournament team. Is it a team that could make a run in the tournament? Probably not super deep. There's some experience here, but there's just also a lot of youth, and no one on this team has played more than one tournament game, and they lost to Old Dominion last year in that. So I think it's definitely a team that makes the tournament. It's a team that could potentially get to a semifinal or final in the ACC tournament if they went on a run, but. I don't think saying college cup is a realistic goal, but definitely a team that, you know, if they made the sweet 16, I wouldn't be incredibly surprised.
0: Right. Let's talk about women's soccer real quick before we circle back and talk about the soccer program uh, as a whole women's soccer team. The RPI came out today and you corrected me on this. I I mean, I knew state soccer team was good, but they're number five in the country in RPI, which RPI is definitely a flawed metric, but I mean, you're not going to find a perfect metric out there. But it's probably the most important metric, yeah. and uh, so that speaks to where State is. Y- Let's start right off. You think State's women's team is the best team in the conference like the RPI says?
2: Um, I don't know about that because you have Carolina down the road who has just an incredible program and also, you know, Duke's pretty good. There's other teams. Louisville's another one that always puts a good team. But that number five RPI ranking is important because RPI is just so important with the tournament committees and everything like that. Middle of the pack, 16-17 and some of the other polls. But at 7-1-1, they've only lost to Nebraska. They tied ECU in a close game. This is a team that has a lot of talent, and it has a group of juniors that two years ago in City, they made the tournament, and they probably shouldn't have. And it was a group of eight or nine freshmen that were starting consistently, led by Ziara King, who is just one of the best players in the country. And they made it all the way. To the tournament and they got in and they probably shouldn't have and last year it was a sweet 16 bid for them and that whole group is there so i mean they're juniors this year there's a ton of them and with that much experience you would imagine that that's a team that probably is gonna compete for the acc
0: yeah you mentioned Ziar- Ziar- zara 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 king and that got me thinking about something else the spectacular nc state hasn't had the best team success right i mean that's obvious but the individual athletes that have come through, I think, I mean, I don't follow other schools closely enough to know this. But, I mean, just off the top of my head, you got TJ Warren, Phillip Rivers, Russell Wilson, Carlos Rodon, Trey Turner. Those are five right off the top of my head that are, like, professional all-stars. And they've been here in the last 15 years, in the last five years, if you unless you if you didn't take out Rivers. But Ziara King kind of fits in that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, mean, at least so far, right?
2: Last year, she had just a ridiculous amount of points. I mean, 40-some points in their games, and that's insane considering they only played 15, 16 games. She has six goals and three assists already this year. And I think in terms of dominating her sport at this level, I mean, she's as good of an athlete as NC State has right now, as NC State's probably had in the last four or five years. Ryan Held would be another one that would fall into that category, but she just continues to prove that she's probably the best player in the ACC and a top-five player in the country.
0: You know what doesn't make sense to me is – I guess I shouldn't say it doesn't make sense. I just don't understand. Soccer, there's 11 players on the field, right? Ten if you take out the goalie. But how do you let somebody beat you like that? (laughs) Like, can't you just double-team her and just, like, if somebody else beats you, well, well. I mean, is that – am I off here or –
2: I, think, I mean, I think that comes from as good as some of the other players on this team are, too. She leads the offense, and obviously she probably draws traps and stuff, but she also gets opportunities because she has other people with her. Kia Rankin is another really good one. There's other people on that team that are really good. And she's proven that she can't be shut down. Whatever teams try to do against her, she's going to score. She's going to get her opportunities. And I think soccer is a sport where, I mean, if you look at the professional ranks and look at the extremes like the Messis and Ronaldo's, the really good players are going to get their opportunities. You can't do too much to defend them, and I think that's kind of what she's doing to some of these college opponents she's playing. Yeah,
0: just too good. There's nothing, you know. All right, women's team this season. I mean, what do you think? Is this You mentioned the experience, and this is their third year together, and the, it would be their third year making the tournament if they can do that, which we think they will.
2: Yeah, definitely a tournament team. I think there's – Absolutely no question on that. This is a team that could probably compete for the ACC. I mean, obviously Carolina's good. There's other good teams, but there's no reason this team shouldn't be right there. Last year, I think they finished third or fourth in the ACC, and it's just more experience and more returners. So definitely have an opportunity to win the ACC. Made the Sweet 16 last year. And, again, just more experience on this team. Maybe they're not a likely College Cup contender maybe they're not a favorite to make that but if it this is a team that has the depth and the experience especially playing in the postseason to make a run that far and saying college cup or bust obviously is not a good goal but if this team made the college cup i wouldn't be surprised i think definitely a sweet 16 team at least again though
0: so you're more bullish on the women's team than the men's team even though the rankings have the men's team higher yeah
2: i the rankings are weird and with the men's soccer team they shot up so quickly on those rankings and not that they didn't deserve it it's a really good team but i think they just got some attention that akron game early really boosted them up this women's team just has so much experience that i can't imagine them getting to the tournament and not making it at least a few rounds in
0: yeah so uh i don't remember where i was going with this but the so the women's team has the experience the men's team doesn't men's team to me, the men's team still seems like it's a year, maybe two years away. Yeah. Where it, the women's team is like, this is it, this year, next year. Not to say you can't replace these guys, yeah. but with this group, the time is now for the yeah. women's team, maybe not necessarily for the men's team.
2: The women's team is definitely the time now. You have all those juniors, but you have a couple of seniors as well. Sydney Wooten and goals a year older. She's a senior. So I think this is a time for the women's team to really poach. For the men's team, they have some experience. I mean, they return – eight starters from last year's team but a lot of those guys were freshmen last year and some of those guys also are older guys that while they're good players they're not the players that you look at some of these freshmen coming in they're not as highly rated nc state the men's team's freshman class this year is i think 12th in the country ranked by top drawer soccer and so two three years down the road when these guys that are the freshmen now this class that has so many people are more experienced that's when the men's team but for the women's team it's definitely right now
0: Let's take a big picture look at it. What do you think is the ceiling on the NC State soccer teams? Because you look at where they're at right now, and you have a second-year coach in George Kiefer, as we mentioned. Tim Santorum, it, uh, I keep thinking it's his third year, but it's not.
2: Tim Santorum in year four or five. I'm not sure. Which. Four or five.
0: So they're still early in their career. Specifically, Kiefer. What do you think is the ceiling? Like, can NC State become a uh, top-five team annually? I mean,
2: I think when you look at the way they've progressed and again, playing in the ACC helps that being in the ACC for both of those teams automatically makes you competing against the better teams and gets you that recognition. Again, Kiefer's big thing coming in was to make NC State a program to be reckoned with, to make NC State not the little brother of North Carolina that gets bullied around by the North Carolinas, the Dukes. And I think Looking at what he's done in just two years, and then on the other side, looking at what Santoro's done with this team that's really good now, I think there's no reason to believe that these teams can't continue to get better and maybe not be at the level of North Carolina and Stanford and USC and these powerhouse powerhouses, but be a team like Louisville that's consistently in the top 15, consistently in the top 10, makes a college cup every now and then. I think that goes for either program because the two head coaching hires were definitely the right ones when you look at what they've done in just short right. times.
0: So you but you, so you don't think that they could get to the level where they're College Cup every year or
2: No, I think there's very few teams where you look at and say College Cup every year or at least top 5 every year. North Carolina's one on both sides, Stanford's one on both sides. There's a lot of schools in that next pack that are competing to get there. The I mean the Akron's in men's soccer, the Louisville's, the Virginia's, teams that play really well and you see their name in the College Cup consistently, but they're not every year there i think right. that's where these teams can yeah. fall into because to get to a level of north carolina in soccer especially on the women's side just yeah. isn't realistic
0: yeah interesting that's good i mean and that that kind of remind that thing that makes me think of where i think the basketball team can get to um which now we're going to break into a bigger discussion what program on <laughs> campus has the highest ceiling i'll, I'll I'll just start it off. We talked about basketball. I think basketball, what you just described for soccer, I think that's where basketball can get, men's basketball specifically. I don't think NC State can get to a Kentucky or a Kansas or UNC Chapel Hill or a Duke. Well, I'll hold off on Duke until we see what happens after (laughs) Coach K retires. But I think NC State can be in that next group, maybe 8 to 15 in the country program-wise. Maybe like Louisville was under Rick Patino where you're in the Final Four every couple of years. That's what I think the basketball is. Is that the best on campus?
2: I think that's not crazy. I wouldn't go best on campus because some of these no, smaller I sports so just—you'll get the swimming and diving team. That's—I mean, the men have finished fourth in the country two years in a row. The women have had five or six straight top 20s. They've reached their ceiling, I think, because they're one of the best. Another team that I think definitely probably has the highest ceiling because they're already getting there is the wrestling yeah. program. Yeah. Wrestling's already almost at that Oklahoma State-Iowa level. They're competing every year, continuing to get better, and they just continue to bring in good and better recruits. The teams continue to get better because those recruits they bring in, the recruits they brought in this year are going to compete for starting jobs. It's a recruiting class that NC State's really never seen before. And with guys last year, Hayden Hadley made the championship in his freshman year, and Machiavello won the championship, he's gone. But the programs there, I think, within two or three years, the NC State wrestling program could very well win a national championship, and then consistently stay at that yeah. level.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I definitely think I want to say basketball, just mostly because yeah. they have the history, and the funding, and it's we're a big school and we can bring in the players. I just think the biggest issue with basketball in the past. Now I we'll have to see what happens with Coach Keats in the future, but it seems with a rebuilding year, is it's not a rebuilding year. It's more like a rebuilding two or three seasons which really just puts, puts a block on the rails for the basketball program. So I think Coach Keats seems to be doing a really good job of spreading out the players so we don't have five stars graduating because we're not going to be a Duke who's going to bring in five freshmen every yeah. year and then five freshmen the next year to replace them. Um, but they are going to have to do something where even on a rebuilding year, quote middle of the ACC, yeah. but not all the way at the bottom.
0: I mean, the thing about basketball is it's kind of like a fluky sport, whereas like football, soccer, those sports aren't really flukes. Like UNC Chapel Hill was in the NIT not that long ago. Same with Kentucky. Like that's not something like those are the best programs in the country. And that's not something like that you would expect. Like you're not going to see Stanford in the NIT in soccer. Yeah, exactly. No, sports,
2: especially with a lot of those smaller sports, your power schools are going to continue to be your power schools. Yeah. I think. Like you said, with basketball, that's a little bit different because you have teams that have bad years at UNC and the NIT. And then also teams like, you know, Villanova wasn't – I mean, they have a good yeah. program, but look, five or six years ago, they weren't national championship good, and teams like yeah. Butler that make runs and stuff. So
0: Yeah, I mean, Villanova's won two out of the last three, but at the same time, like four years ago, they were the team that couldn't get over the hump after NC State beat them. Like that was what Villanova was known for was <laughs> – winning 30 games in the regular season, and then, oh, they turn around and lose to teams like NC State. And then, boom, next three years, they got two national championships. I I agree with you. I think the answer is wrestling. I mean, to, to be where they are right now. And the thing about soccer and basketball is they have the competition, like, 30 miles down the road, like, top of the country competition. The wrestling team doesn't have that. The wrestling team has Virginia Tech, who's about 200 miles away, and so, NC State can distinguish itself as the best team in the Southeast.
2: Yeah, I think absolutely. I don't think there's another team down this way that, I mean, Virginia Tech, as you said, is yeah. the closest. That's a powerhouse. And I think even NC State's at a level that Virginia Tech's at. I mean, NC State won the ACC this past year, and I think you look at the recruiting that they can do in this area, because you know, people wrestle everywhere, but they're not competing with the Midwest for recruits, because... They're getting all these guys in the southeast, and they're getting guys right. along the east coast too. I mean, Hidley's from Pennsylvania and his younger brother's coming, and there's other guys from that northeast region because there's not that many powerhouse college wrestling programs up that way either. Most of them are out the Midwest. Penn State one of Penn them? State is yeah. very good. Yeah, that's the one. But, I mean, Oklahoma State, Iowa, yeah. Iowa State, those programs are all Midwest, so the east coast is not it's super open. competitive. Yeah,
0: I mean, you take Penn State, Virginia Tech, NC State, is that it? I mean, I mean
2: if you look at the last – three or four years that is the east coast i mean that's virginia tech and nc state and then you add penn state and i'm north those are your three ohio state's another good one but those are your three power schools yeah
0: so i mean to me that that screams like this this is open you can become the dominant east coast team and i just don't think that's something that's available with basketball or soccer just because i mean you can't even go 30 miles and you're like well there's a national championship team there's another national championship team and it's not to say NC State can't get to that level. It just seems like it would be a tougher challenge if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Looking at wrestling, uh State just seems to have the upper hand in the area, and I think that yeah. helps a lot with recruiting and basketball right now. Duke's always going to have the upper hand and then Chapel Hill so.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, are there any other sports baseball I don't think you'd put baseball on that. No. that. But what if the baseball team builds a new stadium?
2: Ah, eh, you could throw them in probably. Maybe. Baseball is another sport where I think it's just so open. Yeah. I mean, there's teams that are good every year, but
0: it's so random. And I mean, and state's already
2: at a level where, I mean, don't want to say, I mean, consistently hosting regionals. I mean, yeah. Three times in the last few years. And that's a good level to be at. If you build a new stadium, obviously it goes up, but you're still not going to be. I mean, the SEC schools are still going to own
0: baseball. Yeah. And you have uh, Clemson, Florida State, teams like that. I mean, softball, maybe? I don't. I mean, we'll see what happens with the new, yeah, head, new coach head coach there. there. But, I mean, what about women's basketball? I think
2: women's basketball is definitely on the right path. I think Westmore, I mean, they've done really well. Under They're on Westmore. the path,
0: but what's the ceiling? Could they yeah. become a. I mean, because the thing that, about that is Duke and UNC Chapel Hill have fallen off in recent years. And now, I mean, you could argue NC State's been the best team in the. In the area, but then you go outside and you got well Notre Dame's number one in the country and Yukon. Well Yukon UConn's not in the ACC. Oh we're not okay. Yeah, but Florida State's always up there. And I feel like there's one other team I'm forgetting. Louisville. Man, Louisville's good at everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Seems that way. <laughs> but nah, with women's basketball it's I think more than any sport you have you're Three or four schools that are just so far above everyone else. Yeah, that's the thing too. And if NC State can get in that next level, where maybe a Louisville is right now, Florida State, I think they're trending in that direction. But
0: like where you you're not reaching UConn, you're not no. reaching
2: Stanford, Notre Dame, you're not getting. You can to u- where
0: you can upset one of those teams and reach the final four, but you're not going to do it. You're everywhere. not winning the national championship. Yeah. Like it's just that's what's frustrating about women's basketball. Um, but Westmore has done a great job getting the program to where it is. Yeah, definitely. And. Uh, you know, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe he can take it up another level to where you are, you know, eight, top eight, top ten in the country. I don't know. Is there, are there any other sports we're forgetting? Football? I think we can all agree football is not going to have <laughs> to be the team with the highest ceiling.
2: You have some of the smaller ones that compete. Uh, cross-country. Cross-country track and, track and field are both pretty good, yeah. the women's track and field team especially. Um, but even then, I mean, when you look at the top, I think, when you look at wrestling and then swimming and diving also those are teams that can be the best in the country consistently yeah with track and field that's not happening you have Oregon, you have lsu that just have those programs so i think right wrestling is definitely the one
0: maybe swimming and diving and swimming and diving yeah those two yeah interesting i think that was a good discussion i mean we could talk about where the football team ceiling would be but that's a long discussion (laughs) uh Let's touch on, let's t- let's actually, let's touch on the football ceiling for like 15, 30 seconds each. I'll start. I think state's ceiling is what Virginia tech was. Um, you know, a good team, a 10, a team that expects nine to 10 wins. And the thing that's interesting to me is th- all the high school talent in North Carolina. Well, what happens if NC state can dominate the recruiting in North Carolina? Like how good can that be? Cause Virginia tech didn't have that advantage. Um, And NC State's dominated the recruiting in North Carolina the last two years. We'll see if they can make that a trend. But I'd say Virginia Tech and where you're – I mean, I don't know. I guess it remains to be seen if Clemson is going to be this good forever, I guess. Yeah, it seems like Clemson's
2: never going to fall off their pedestal Although we we thought the
0: same thing about Florida State three years ago, and now (laughs) look at (laughs) them. Yeah. I saw a comparison on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw this. I think it was Joe Giglio tweeted it out. Where it was like Florida State and Alabama were on the same level three years ago.
1: Florida State won more games in yeah. two seasons than Alabama did.
0: Yeah. And so now look at Florida State. I mean, not a bowl team. It shouldn't have been a bowl team last year. And so things can change quickly. Like Clemson, I mean, I, I don't think it'll happen. But Clemson could fall off, right? Theoretically. Potentially. At, yeah. So I think NC State's goal has got to be to be the team that challenges Clemson. Yeah, and I think right. that's
2: I think I think that's where NC State's at right now too. Yeah. Getting there consistently is to be that team to challenge Clemson. You realign the ACC and NC, a, a NC State's a team that can make the championship game yes, every year. Yeah, exactly. Second best team but in the conference. Yeah. I don't think the ceiling's where Clemson's at. Oh, no and chance. I don't and there's no. no that's there's no shame in that. And just, I think if Clemson yeah. comes down a little bit then maybe you can think about competing for ACC titles. But right now it's Clemson's. Yeah, yeah I think
1: State can get a few years where they're consistently there in the top 15 competing with Clemson for the Atlantic Division Championship and probably win it a year or two, maybe out of five. But I think that's about it. I mean, I don't really see much room for college football playoff, especially with teams that just spend so much more money like the SEC and Big Ten. Yeah,
0: well, Virginia Tech made the national championship game. I want to say it was like, was it, 98 or 99? And, I mean, look, if State got to that level and you – you hit a home run on a quarterback hey maybe you can make it one year one or two years or something but i mean that's not the goal right now that's you know the goal would be to get to a spot where you're ncc to me i think you want to get to the point where nc state clemson is the marquee game in the acc every year yeah i think think it absolutely
2: can be because i think the last i mean last year and the last probably even looking towards forward to this year with Florida State as bad as they are, yeah. that it's probably again that marquee game that you look at.
0: I mean, in twenty sixteen it wasn't the marquee game, but it was a really good matchup, and everybody remembers the missed field goal. But the point being, it was still a good matchup. NC State went toe to toe with them, and last year, last year that was the ACC championship game. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's all we'll say about that. But I mean, then okay, look this year, go ahead and beat BC, which is going to be tough, no doubt. Then okay, that's two years in a row. You're you're playing the Atlantic Division Championship game. That's what NC State's gotta do, I think, to get to that level. You wanna talk stick around and talk about uh Marshall for a couple minutes? Sure. Uh so State plays Marshall. <laughs> and uh I'll tell you what, I would be a lot more scared of this game if if I'm NC State, if uh the quarterback from last year returned, and his name is Escavill. Chase my mind. Litton. Chase Litton. Litton. Yes, I yeah. was
1: saying that earlier. It's like I think State's biggest goal is to contain wide receiver Tyree Brady. Yeah. You know, obviously, what, 250 yards in last year's game. Set the at, record. When Marshall was up 20 to 10 and had all of our hearts stopping. So. Yeah. Um, But I also think the secondary is playing a lot better than they were last year at this point. Um, But contain him, and I, the run game's just – we say it every time. It's got to get better, and I think it will give it time, especially with the tight ends coming in this week.
0: Yeah, I think the secondary is better than it was last year, to be frank.
2: Yeah, it's better than it was last year. I still think it's an issue that needs to get better, There's but room it's, to it's improve. there, yeah.
0: There's room to improve, but you look at it, and, well, next year you're going to have four of the five guys back. Yeah. And Tim Kidd Glass is your half starter, I guess, if you want to call it, at the other safety spot, so you got four and a half starters back, so, you know. Yeah. Looking
2: at Marshall, definitely. I mean, what Tyree Brady and Chase Litton did here last year was ridiculous. Yeah. You lose the quarterback of that, so that helps. But containing Tyree Brady has got to be your top thing because he's one of those guys, and last year he lit NC State up. And then you look, he's one of those guys that can make two big plays, and that's two touchdowns. And that's, I mean, that puts you in a much tighter game than you want to be
0: in. Right. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. I mean, that's as simple as it gets. NC State's got to do better against him. I can't remember who was guarding him last year. My guess was Alston because I think Mike Stevens was still out at that point. But I think my, yeah, Mike
2: Stevens would have still been out. It'll be a
0: good test for Nick McLeod, I think. Um, we'll see if he follows him around the field or if he sticks to his side. But it'll be a good test. I don't know if State will face a better wide receiver than Tyree Brady. I mean, Brady was at Miami, so he's a talented ACC kid. So it's not like they're getting beat by some Joe Schmo. Like This kid is legit. Um, so we'll see. It'll be a good test, and the defensive line linebackers can help out. Um, if he gets his, then you and you limit the rest of their offense. I think you live with that, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I still think you're probably gonna win that game. I don't think Marshall yeah. has four or five weapons. They have no. one.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Even if Brady goes for two hundred yards, that's only two hundred yards of total offense, and if they can limit yeah. the rest to a hundred, maybe even hundred fifty or less. I mean, look, even day. if you
0: limit even if you limit him to a hundred yards, which is still a good game for him, I mean, I'd take that as a win, right? I mean, yeah. oh yeah, with Definitely. the questions you have in the secondary and the defensive line, I mean it'd take a hundred yards, and then they still gotta find another two or three hundred yards of offense just to keep up with state, so uh we'll see offensively, you mentioned running the ball, it hasn't been pretty lately, <laughs> uh Ricky person's out still um. Man, I don't know what I don't know what's going on with him. I thought he was going to be the answer, or at least the number two running back behind Gillaspie. Um I think. I mean, I don't know what's going on with him. I think he said it was like a leg muscle or something. But I think the goal with him has to be get him healthy by the bye week and have him ready to go for Clemson.
2: Yeah, you need someone to be healthy. Cause yeah, you've <laughs> had this issue of the the injuries, and then also, I mean, with Reggie Gillespie, I mean he's a good back, but I don't think he was ever going to be that number one feature back that you could just hand the ball off to and expect a hundred yards a game yeah. so something's got to
0: but get i mean to
2: work on that running game. let's
0: naheem hines did not have a great start last year two games i can't remember two games and i don't couldn't tell you his stats but they weren't great and then he you know 10 games later he's a fourth rounder so you know glass still has time pennock still has time um Maybe Ricky Person. Um, you know, I don't know. We'll see. The re- My point being, the running game wasn't good through two games last year either, and they figured it out. So maybe it can happen again. I'm not as confident because I don't think there's a Naheem Hines back there unless it's Ricky Person. But I uh,
1: think we know it's going to get better. We just don't know how much better it's going to yeah. get, especially with the blocking tight ends. Angeline, Auden Reith are both back in the lineup for this week, so that will be big, and we'll see how much – Coach Dorn decides to use him.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a good point. I don't think it can get much worse. It's only up from here. So uh so yeah, you mentioned the tight ends being back. Ottenreith and Carrie Angel Angeline, Angeline is now eligible. Um which is big. And I I think the thing that stood out to me is you look at the depth chart and this depth chart that State put out the first two weeks at tight end, now you've got two new guys at the top. So you, Damian Darden, who was starting, now he's your third stringer. So I don't know. That's encouraging to me, right? You got you got Darden some some reps, and uh, Dylan Parham, who's not even on the depth chart anymore. Like that's the depth that State's adding right now. So that's good to me. I guess we'll see how much they add. Angeline never really played at USC. Autumn uh is supposed to be the Cole Cook replacement. So. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. You guys got any thoughts on that? or yeah, yeah,
2: I think just adding that depth, as you said, to go from your third string guy to having yeah. two guys ahead. And Angeline's I mean, he's a force. He's a big kid. And yeah. He's definitely going to add something to that.
0: He might be the biggest kid on the team, honestly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he's going to add something to the offensive line. So the running game has been an issue, but adding pieces, and as you start to figure it out, hopefully – it fixes yeah. itself starting this week.
0: And I don't know what you guys think about this, but there's been a lot of talk about NC State withholding things offensively. Do you think that's been the case? or I mean, I, I think see. it has been. I just don't know how much it's going to help, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing, especially when we talked about earlier holding everything in the playbook, but then we saw the Thayer Thomas pass in the last game. Um, But I still think they have some more. They're just not showing us right now, which is good but also they need to obviously win games.
0: I mean, the running game, you mentioned the Thayer Thomas pass, but the running game, like, they they haven't run any counters. It's just been stretch plays and right up the middle, which is pretty basic stuff. And and to be honest, those plays should work against Georgia State and James Madison, and they haven't, which is concerning to me. But I don't know. We'll see. I, I definitely think you're right. There's more stuff in the playbook, but I don't know. We'll see. It just seemed like my thing is you should be able to run for, 120, 130 yards against Georgia State and James Madison just by your players being better than theirs. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not really too concerned about it because the passing game is so good. But, uh, yeah, I think Steph we'll Lewis and yeah. Jacoby Myers is my- going to be good to go, especially with yeah. the off week. So that's good. Yeah, and that Steph Lewis concussion was scary though. Yes. Glad he got an extra week. I don't think he would have played against West Virginia, but I mean, there's no way of knowing with a concussion. Yeah. So, uh, Jacoby Myers rested his ankle. He's good to go. Uh, or at least he better be. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be a good experience for, I mean, it's a young team and, you know, get Chris Dunn some kicks, uh, and get him some experience cause he's going to be needed in Clemson. And, uh, uh, so we'll see how it goes. So it'll be a good experience. We were talking about the crowd a little bit earlier. We'll just touch on this. You're from West Virginia. And I was reading that apparently the Georgia, the Georgia State Marshall crowd isn't supposed to be that good, which surprised me because it's a football school. And you were saying that.
2: Yeah, I think it's an interesting dynamic in West Virginia. And Marshall has their fans and they have their people in Huntington and their alumni when you get outside of that immediate Huntington area you don't really find very many Marshall fans everyone's a West Virginia fan just because of the way the state is Marshall's I mean for a long time Marshall was an FCS school and they were down a little bit and you have your West Virginia fans, so the fan base doesn't extend too far outside of Huntington which isn't big enough to sustain huge crowds at a football game so it doesn't shock me that they're not Known to fill their stadium and be extra loud.
0: Yeah, that's surprising me. I just thought this would be a, a really nice road test for NC State, but I'm sure it still will be. It just, I guess it was, it's not going to live up to my expectations, but <laughs> still got a good program, though. Yeah, still. oh, yeah, for sure. Any other thoughts to add?
1: The game's just going to be as hard as State makes it for themselves. I think if they limit the mistakes, they yeah. win two touchdowns easy.
0: I mean, that's that's the theme. That was the theme last year. The game was that state lost their turnovers the games they didn't lose there weren't so i think it's it'll be that simple state if state turns the ball over two or three times they're gonna they're gonna put themselves in a position where they might lose the game predictions
1: 34
0: 20 34 20 nc state state
2: 42 21
0: 42 21 you guys got some bigger scores <laughs> vegas had the line at i want to say it was like six six and a half this six afternoon. and a half Huh. I think it's gonna be closer to that. I mean if you d t- I mean that sounds about right, about a ten point spread once you factor in home field advantage. I think it's gonna be closer than that. I, I think State'll win maybe thirty four twenty one with a late touchdown to salt it away, maybe. You Something? just
1: had to, one extra point on me. Wait, <laughs> I said thirty four twenty.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, I say 34-21 with a late touchdown. Okay, Marshall's
1: got to either miss an extra point or score two field goals. So,
0: <laughs> I think this will be a game that State—it'll—it's going to be four. It's going to be a one-possession game into the fourth quarter, and then State's going to have a nice drive to put it away. I think that's—that's that's my official, very specific prediction. So, anything else? Nope. No. Nope. Soccer team's on the up and up. Yep. no <laughs> Nope. <laughs> that's it. All right, Alec. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of The Howler.
1: Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC-TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu
0: sports.